welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I'm your host. And joining me on this show today, we have author of several YA novels. Her latest out now is Say No to the Dress from Barrington Stoke. It's Karen David. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. It's absolutely lovely to have you here. Brand new author, a friendly new face we can get to know. So let's get to know you a little bit, Karen. Do you want to tell us a little bit of your writing journey, how you started to where you are now? Just some of the highlights. So I have been what you might call a professional writer for uh, many, many years, since I was 18 years old, and I got the job as a messenger girl on a newspaper. And that was the start of my career in journalism. And I carried on in journalism for years and years and years. But I always had this little nagging ambition to write books. And it took me quite a long time to get around to that. But when I was sort of at a stage in my life when I had a bit of time, um, my kids were kind of seven and 11, that's when I started writing books. And my first YA book, which was called When I Was Joe, was published in 2010. Oh, fantastic. And then since then, obviously, you've had quite a collection of them. The one you've got out latest, Say No to the Dress, is actually uh, not your first Barrington Stoke book, because we've had quite a few Barrington Stoke authors on. But recently, you've done some books with them in the last couple of years. You had True Sisters and the Disconnect. Absolutely interesting, fascinating look at the concepts of them, obviously. We'll come on to Say No to Dress in a bit. But I was very interested in these because I saw maybe some of the other touching points of, of Say No to the Dress. I can almost see some of the DNA in these other two Barrington Stoke books, especially True Sisters with the, the friendship and the sort of like the identity issues running through them. I love writing for Barrington Stoke because Barrington Stoke, the books are shorter than my other books. So there's no kind of, there's no time to mess around with them. You kind of have to hone in on what is the story? Who are the people? What is the story about? And I have found that actually, and these these are my three Barrington Stokes that are about girls. And I think in teenage girls' lives, friendships are incredibly important. And this seems to come out strongly. Funny enough, so those the dress was really meant to be about families, but it sort of turned into a book about friendships almost by accident. You know, almost just these things happen. And um, just it's a book about misunderstandings and standing up for yourself and finding out who you are. And these are all things. The thing about teenage books is they're things that always books about people who are in a, a change situation because that's what it is being a teenager. Being a teenager, you're changing from child to an adult. So all of my books, you know, which are all very different, but they're all about change and they're all about figuring out who you are and who you want on, on that journey. Yeah, and that takes me beautifully on to then one of your more recent books, uh, the longer length ones, what we were what we're scared of from Scholastic last year in 2021. That's very much about who we are and discovering about sort of like the self-identity because obviously we have uh, two sisters on this journey sort of going through sort of understanding their Jewish heritage, understanding their sort of like their sort of place in the wider world. And it really gives it a lens for us as readers to sort of almost educate ourselves as we continue on this journey. I wonder if that was very sort of dear to your heart, that book, because obviously that discovery of faith and sort of gender within faith. 
Well, it was a funny one, this one, because it was it was one I was asked to write. It was not really my idea. And I have to admit that I resisted because actually writing about anti-Semitism was something I felt I felt strongly about, but I also felt very scared to do. And I felt that it was a subject that would be depressing, difficult to write about. Um, so although I took the challenge and I did it, it was not easy. But the way that I made it palatable to myself, if you like, was making these girls very lively characters, particularly Evie, one of the sisters, is very into comedy. She's quite funny. And I just wanted them to be real girls on two very, very different journeys. Um, I would say that I am much more like Evie, the sister who's um, kind of outspoken and um, more political. But then I know a lot of people and a lot of my friends and actually my sister who are more like Lottie and Lottie goes on more of a kind of spiritual journey. And I wanted that to be part of the book. I didn't want the book to be all about fighting racism. I wanted it also to be about kind of the beauty of, of just being Jewish and understanding your heritage and understanding your religion a little bit. So, yeah, so there's a lot in that book. It was it was really quite hard to write. <laughs> Uh, I, I can imagine so absolutely when we were taking these steps today and especially in the challenge of the world sort of environment at the moment as it seems to be just imploding around itself slowly but surely that's why it was such a, a breath of fresh air to to read Say No to the Dress because it felt just such almost like a light-hearted almost a rom-com a family sort of rom-com in that regards um, I wonder where the the idea for it came well, again was this was one that was pitched to you or one of, that came to you naturally you know it's funny because as I was writing I was thinking this should be a rom-com this should be a rom-com um maybe I should maybe I should write a different version of it um with someone in their mid-20s going through this it was I was thinking we're coming out of pandemic or I was thinking in fact one day we will come out of the pandemic and I was thinking about all these people who've had to cancel their weddings and I was thinking there's going to be a whole summer of weddings at some point everyone's going to be getting married and then I thought how absolutely ghastly to be a 14-year-old girl and have lots of older siblings who all want you to be their bridesmaid and yet be this very self-conscious 14-year-old girl who's been in a situation where you actually lockdown, I think, made a lot of people more socially anxious, more self-conscious, because they weren't actually mixing. They kind of, you know, got, got used to um, not having a social life and then to suddenly kind of plunge into weddings which is like the ultimate social life the ultimate kind of let's get dressed up and let's have everyone look at you I thought would be kind of quite entertaining and quite fun to write about and having written this book that felt to me quite heavy what we're scared of I wanted to write a lighter book and I thought it was also an opportunity to put a bit of Jewish heritage and, and kind of education in there because one of the weddings is a Jewish wedding. Originally, there were meant to be four weddings. It was my four weddings and not a funeral. But because it was Barrington Stoke and because that meant a cast of thousands having four weddings, we eventually, we kept on hacking out characters and saying no, you know. But that was actually good because then it all crystallised into the two couples. So um, it sort of worked. <laughs> it worked. I hope it worked. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. And, uh, I, I must admit, uh, my sister's wedding was one of the ones postponed. We had it earlier this year. It was absolutely lovely. I, exactly. I guess as a bloke, it was easy. Uh, I literally turned up in a suit and I was an usher. So I showed people to their seats. It's a lot easier in that regard. But I do love the way that as a as a reader, you can actually go through mirrors 
uh, Miri's uh, experience in that regard because obviously she's at 14 it's like the most changey part of your life where you're just like your hormones have just completely turned you into a different person and now your older siblings are basically saying this and it's absolutely ghastly she hates the idea of being in dresses anyway she's much more comfortable in her her baggy black t-shirt and her leggings but as the story progresses obviously it's got there right on the front cover say no to the dress it's actually a little bit more of a book about saying yes not so much to dresses but to opportunities to opening up to experiences i wonder if when you're sort of like playing around with the the title whether that came naturally because obviously i think it's tied into the tv shows and it say yes to the dress and it's a spin yeah, well, so um, the, the the title was the idea of my absolutely brilliant editor at Barrington Stoke, um, Ailsa. And I had a, a much more nebulous kind of bridesmaid summer kind of title. And she said, no, let's call it um, Say No to the Dress. And so then I had the idea that every single chapter would end with either yes or no. And so bringing every chapter to this point then made me very, very much kind of think about positivity, what when Miri was saying no what did she mean when she was saying yes what was the effect that had on her and actually it was it sort of shaped the book in that she realized I think whenever she said yes to things things got a bit better and that she you know she actually came out of her shell a bit and was trying new things and then um, right in the middle of the book but actually towards the end of me writing it, there's an episode where she goes and takes part in a drama workshop, which being Miri, she really doesn't want to do and she doesn't want to be the girl that she's with and she's hating every, she's hating the idea of it. And then I said to my son, who happened to be sitting with me at the table, what can they do at this drama workshop? I've never done anything, I haven't done anything like that for years. And he said, oh, they, they would play the yes game. That's always what they do at these things. And I was literally like, what is the yes game? And it turned out to be a kind of common thing that you do at these sort of workshops where you just have a dialogue in which you're just saying yes to everything. And then you kind of see what, what comes of that. And I thought this is the perfect thing that has just coincidentally landed um, in, in, my, in my lap. And this is actually the key to the book is that by saying yes, um, Miri, who starts off by saying no, says yes says yes says yes and actually actually turns into a much more positive person and it's very good for her yeah and yes yes we say that and it does also have a widening effect when you say yes and you have a positive outlook it just it echoes it creates these waves obviously that part there i love the sort of like the growth and the journey that miri has especially with what starts off as toxic Tiffany and then becomes so much more positive by the end of the book. And you actually start to see like how negative traits and holding on to negative traits, looking at Joanne here, can actually sort of sour a person. Whereas actually, yeah. if, you, if you just like look at the positive things in life, take things as a positive step rather than be like looking at the negative side of it, that's what you get from it. And it's, it's just why I loved at the end of it, not giving away the ending, but how it ended, how it did with, you know, it was such a positive spin on it because you could have just been like, oh, that's a disaster. Oh, everything's gone wrong. But actually, <laughs> it's such a nice positive spin on it, which is beautiful. And I think you've already mentioned this earlier, which was the inclusion of two weddings. So we got to see we got to see a Jewish wedding. I've not uh, had the, the pleasure of, of going to a Jewish wedding and actually seeing some of the, the rituals and some of the bits and pieces like the vort and, and stuff beforehand. It's really cool. Well, the vort, the vort, which is something that you do when someone um, gets engaged, is actually it's. 
it's something that I didn't do when I got married. It was something that very, only very, very, very orthodox people would do. And um, so in a vault, you smash a plate. And, um, and it, you know, for me, when I was when I was getting engaged, even though I had an orthodox wedding, it wasn't something that was done. But then recently, a friend of mine, her daughter got married and they had a vault. And it was absolutely spectacular that it was very much as described in the book. So they'd gone to one of these China kind of cafe places. They'd made a beautiful decorated plate with all the things that you know they wanted for their future. And then the two mothers came up with hammers and just smashed it. And I was just like, this is going in a book. I don't care. This is definitely going in a book. So um, it's, I just thought the, the, the thing about Jewish weddings, because at a Jewish wedding also you have a smashing of a glass, that things get smashed and it's it's not frivolous. It's a memory that even at your happiest points, bad, sad things can happen. And I think um, in Miri's family, which had been touched by both um, death and divorce, it was very important to acknowledge that. But then to say, you know, even despite the sad things, even despite the, if you like, the negative things, then you can still be happy. You can still have positivity. So um, that was all part of it. Yeah, and this book is just a buzz of positivity. It really just, reading it, obviously I love Barrington Stoke books because they're, they're, they're smaller and they're slimmer and they get to the point and they, they feel like, especially if you are in a, a reading slump, a Barrington Stoke book makes you feel great because you read it in about two hours and then you just, you'd be like, I read a book! And it's, <laughs> they're normally breezy and light and they feel fantastic. And this, this really made me feel good reading it. It's funny because they're actually designed for dyslexic readers and reluctant readers. But I have found, especially because kids, very often they find it difficult to concentrate. They've got out of the habit of reading longer books. And I find more and more people, they just read the Barrington Stoke books. They're not dyslexic, but they need that sort of shorter format to get them into reading. And I get a lot of just really lovely feedback from just especially about the disconnect actually funny enough the disconnect which is all about cutting off from social media and um, it does seem to kind of have a, a really good response from readers all sorts of readers oh that's brilliant and this was absolutely brilliant so saying no to the dress is out right now from barrington state you can find it in all good bookshops and it gets me wondering, obviously, Karen, with this uh, launching earlier this year, I'm assuming you're back at the writing desk. Is there anything new that's coming on the horizon that we can be excited for? You know, funnily enough, I, it's it's the first time for all 12 years in which I haven't had a book on on the stocks at the moment. I'm actually stopping thinking taking a bit of time and working out what I want to write next. And I don't really know what that's going to be. So um I'm open to ideas, but uh, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Refilling the creative well, as they say. I think so. I think it's a bit empty at the moment. Uh, I've had quite a lot going on in my family. And I think sometimes you just have to step back and say, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to start writing again. It's, I've, I've been writing nonstop since 2008. I've always had a book or a pro- I've got one project on the, on the go, which is I'm making a musical from my book, Leah's Guide to Winning the Lottery. And that um, actually that's been going for years and years, but I'm hoping we'll get that finished and we'll get that kind of out there somehow. But no, I'm actually allowing myself a bit of time to think, what do I do next? It's that's, scary. <laughs> it is scary, but that's brilliant. Because obviously we, we were just recorded yesterday us and the rest of the book club we were doing uh may is 
mental health awareness month so obviously sometimes you need to look after you you need a little bit of you time and you need to actually be like you know what burnout is super real and you need to take some you just need to step away for yourself so I respect that I work full time and I think working full time and writing on top of that is really hard. And I think sometimes you just have to say not enough, a bit of a rest, but I'll come back. I hope. Absolutely. And until then you have a fantastic back catalogue. Like I say that is almost, it's almost like 10, 12 books now. I think it's 12. Yeah. About that. So 12. there you go. Lots. So <laughs> Lots. Exactly. Like you say, all that work over the last like decade and a bit. So, uh, Fantastic. Well, you will be back with some more stuff. Interesting about the uh, the musical. I think that's pretty cool. And what else is cool is our cool competition. Yes, it's competition time. Lovely listeners, we have a very special competition this week because we have not just one, not just two, or three copies of Say No to the Dress to give away. We have 10 copies of Say No to the Dress to give away. Yes, I said 10 double digits uh if you want to be one of the lovely listeners to get hold of a copy you want to head over to our twitter that's at big kids book club all one long lovely word and there you're going to be using the retweet and the like with the hashtag dress comp that's d-r-e-s-s comp and our quizzy question is simply miri gets to have to pick a couple of different colors for the dress or she gets chosen for her uh, i believe at one point this bubble gum is is possibly on the cards and this blue uh, but we wondered what colour do you like to dress in? Like, uh, obviously it doesn't have to be in a dress. It could be anything. I personally, I like wearing blue. I'm wearing blue right now. I like blue. I think I look good in blue. So we want to know what colour you you like to dress in. What colour do you feel good in? Uh, Karen, is there a colour that you really like to dress in that makes you feel good? I like green. I have green eyes and I like green. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Oh, there you go. Green, blue. There's just some of our choices. We want to know what colour you like to dress in with the hashtag dress comp. Head over to that Twitter and we're going to give 10 copies of Say No to the Dress away. How does that sound, Karen? That's fantastic. I hope people like it and I hope they review it if they like it. Absolutely. Authors love reviews. They're very important for authors. So do give it a review when you if you're one of the lucky 10 listeners. So, uh, wow, that is really big news. And it's been absolutely big amount of fun to talk to you today, Karen. But we have unfortunately reached the end of today's show. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm not going to let you completely disappear on us until you can let our lovely listeners know how they can find out more about you and your books. Is there a website or some social media they can go to? I think the best thing is um, probably my Twitter, which is um, Karen SD, K-E-R-E-N, not Karen, S-D. Fan. Fantastic. And to you, lovely listeners, we hope you've had a great time. Don't forget, you're going to head over to our Twitter at Big Kids Book Club to enter that lovely competition. But you'll also find more about us and our content over 120 hours, including previews, reviews and more content at our website, bigkidsbookclub.com. There you can also find a link to our bookshop where you can help support the show and independent bookshops. So if you like the sound of Say No to the Dress and you can't wait for the competition to end to get your own copy so you can help us and independent bookshops with that there. That's all the time we have for this week. So until then, all I have to do is to tell you to take care, to stay safe, but most importantly, to keep 